host, Taylor Hodges. I imagine you're having a wonderful, wonderful day. As I'm releasing this, it is uh, Father's Day. So to all the fathers out there, hey, happy Father's Day. I hope you kick it back, relax, and hey, enjoy a little bit of the Legion dub that we got last night over the Indy 11. Um, look, before we get too far in, I do want to make a, I guess, a quick apology. Yesterday, I made a post on Twitter that... I, I thought uh, the first one was more of a jokey kind of thing, but it was not taken well. Um, and then the second one was me showing frustration of the lack of fans that were at the women's match. And I did let my frustration kind of uh, get a little much, and I made a post, and I, I do regret that. So, you know, if any of y'all were upset um, with that and... Um, you know, felt like I was unjustifiably shaming you. Um, that is totally fair. And I, I should have thought about what I was doing before I did it. So yeah, I, I hope you can forgive me on that. Um, so I, I'm sorry. Um, moving on from that, I'm also having an all call for anybody of the LGBTQ plus community or anybody who identifies as like not white, basically, I'm writing an article right now. And if anybody at the club is listening to this and they're like, uh oh, this is gonna be uh this is gonna be like a, a roast article of the club, it's not. It's really not. Um other responses I've gotten so far, I don't wanna give too much away, but most people feel like the club is doing a really good job of being inclusive. It's just a couple of small things that at least fans so far want to see changed. Um, but it really is small things. People are very happy with what the club are doing so far. So if anybody at the club is worried, I, I promise shouldn't be. It's, um, it's actually, um, I'm excited about writing this one. But look, let's talk about this Indy 11 match. This was a match that, you know, Legion go completely pointless, not a win or a draw in all of May. The only results coming through in the form of the U.S. Open Cup. And, you know, there was that span of 11 days before the uh, Inter-Miami match. And then there was a span of, like, I think 10 days until this Indy 11 match. And... This Indy 11 match, if you heard me, oh, do you guys hear the thunder outside? It has been storming like crazy in Tuscaloosa. And I know Birmingham too. But look, Indy 11, we weren't sure what we were going to get out of them. As you heard on this like uh, pre-match preview I did with John Morrissey, USL Tactics, we talked about it. Like we, we didn't know what we were going to see defensively. You know, they didn't have many defensive players. We really thought they were going to go with this, um, this like four like four two three one or this you know kind of four four two kind of thing but i mean indy stuck to their guns they went with a three four three pretty much the entire game and for which you know i've always said like you know these three four threes if legion are um or if these three-man back lines if legion are going against three-man back line they struggle they struggle they struggle they struggle and i asked in the post-match presser to coach Stone, I said, "Listen, coach, you we have been struggling against three or five man backlines, and is that something a point of emphasis for you guys to work on?" That was in relation to Indy Eleven, or sorry, Inter Miami, of course. 
um, because that's what they played as well. But he said that it's something they've been working on, and you can kind of tell in this match. And I kind of amended that statement, and it was, if Legion are facing a three-man back line and they are having to control the ball, like they are controlling the possession, then that's when I'm worried. Uh, look, the first half of this of this match, right, of the uh, indie match, it was pretty much all... Uh, it was pretty much all indie in terms of possession, at least the very beginning. I mean, they were they had shot after shot after shot, and they were making Van Oakle work. Um, you know, even though the possession battle probably was closer than you would think, um, it felt like it really felt like in that first half, Legion were just kind of behind it. But then they just started creating chances after like twenty minutes, and. I this is where this this game sucks. Soccer sucks. Um you know, Legion's first ever captain, uh Mikey Lopez, is a guy who's been around since year one and he goes down with injury. And you know, this is one of the things I talked about with Matt Van Okel as well, is that when players are starting to get towards 30, you know, 31, 32, so on and so forth, right? Injuries aren't the same anymore. And this isn't me saying that Mikey's going to retire. Obviously, I don't think that's true. He's still a baller. He's still a gamer. That's like that's just what he does, right? But it also is just one of those things of this isn't our he isn't the same young first ever captain that was just removed from MLS that was still going to be going back. I mean, an injury sets him back. And we, frankly, in my opinion, looked better with Matthew Corcoran on the pitch. Um, yes, the goal that was conceded deflected off his foot. Um, and, you know, Matt Van Ockel, uh, goes the wrong way. Um, and you and I think you could re- realistically say that Matt Van Ockel had that uh, shot saved if it was not deflected. Just kind of judging by everything of that shot. I also know that <laughs> that's just unfortunate. That's just an unfortunate deflection. He is a player just trying to get in front of the ball who's trying to block it instead tips it. And, you know, just a little bit more foot on it, it's out for a corner. Just a little bit more... Uh, of a foot on it is completely blocked. Um, that that one's unfortunate, but I also think that Matthew Corcoran allowed this team to do more. Um, and in the and in the first half, that's when majority of these really good chances came. Um, if you're a person that looks at XG, um, I think XG is okay. It kind of counts for horseshoes and hand grenades, you know. Um, it doesn't really matter, but also it kind of does in that sense. And there was, I mean, there was the moment where Tyler Pasher had that shot outside of the box where ball goes in, deflects, the keeper does not handle it well. It falls to Prosper and Prosper puts it over the bar and it was like, all right, like you wish he did a little bit more with that ball, but also it kind of kind of hard to say right (laughs) kind of difficult to say um you know 
But if you look at these XG charts and you say, well, according to XG, it also knows expected goals, you would say, well, you know what? Actually, um, that was a really good chance that he missed and should have done better with. Um, and, you know, that one counted for, I think, like 0.5-something uh, percent or, you know, XG, which you could say, oh, over 50% of the time that ball goes into the back of the net? And you're like, well, that's disappointing. Um, there was the other shot that was by um, by Juan Agudelo in that first half that I wish he would have put closer on target. But, you know, it wasn't that far off having to turn away from the body, whatever. The TLDR of what I'm getting at here is that this team created a ton of chances. And these aren't your normal chances that I think we're used to seeing with Legion. Um whenever they're playing these three man back lines, these are these are really good chances that they were still catching teams out in the counterattack. I want to look at the Diba Nwigbo goal. Um which, by the way, what a goal. What a player. I love Diba Nwigbo. Um <laughs> he he was a guy, so if you weren't there, Diba was one of the trialists that was around that uh, for the uh, Huntsville City match, the one that was so freaking cold. And it was incredible to to watch him, but he missed several chances, several chances, several chances. There was one that I can distinctly remember, and I'm going to say I distinctly remember is because I was freezing. <laughs> but... Um, he had a wide open goal. The goalkeeper was on the ground. There was not a defender in front of him and he pushed it wide. And it was but even then you could tell that he was there. He was so close. He was so close to doing it. And he gets his goal. And it was a well taken goal. He was outside the box. He takes a step in, fires that in a shot. And do I think maybe you could say their goalkeeper should have done better? You could, but I don't think he could have. I think that was a really good chance taken by Diva, who really deserved it, who got his first goal against the Chattanooga Red Wolves, um, but now his first league goal. But, you know, this is kind of showing where Legion are, and this is kind of something I've been, we've been rooting for. If you follow the USL show in any capacity, um, or just their Twitter account. I am, I okay. I'm gonna peel peel back the curtain. I'm the admin for that account, and anytime someone signs an academy player, anytime an academy player is signed or whatever, I'm always just spamming. Play the youth. Play the youth. Play the youth. And Matthew Corcoran coming in and filling in a gap that was really needed. I mean, the role that Matthew Corcoran played in this match was incredible. I mean, not to mention that, it, which, let's be honest, uh, the secondary assist, the hockey assist, really should be something that the USL tracks. But, I mean, he played that ball in to uh, Nick, uh, Nico Brett, and yes, Nico Brett gets all the credit for the assist that he gets to Enzo, and that chip is sublime. Uh, by Enzo for the game winner. But, I mean, it goes from Tyler Pasher. It goes up to Matthew, who finds Nico, and it's right on his passing foot. I Do I know that 
that Matthew knew that Nico was going to pass that ball. Judging by Nico's body language, yes, I do think so. Judging by the way that Nico sets up his body, I think Matthew knew that, and he played it perfectly to his foot to pass it along. And we weren't getting that with this team without Matthew Corcoran. Matthew Corcoran kind of fills in that space that Legion have been missing. Part of the issue of this team has been there hasn't been a central attacking player that can really, uh, what's the word, connect play. Um, you know, we tried Enzo there, and while Enzo can play just about anywhere, if you told me that Enzo was starting a center back, I'd be like, "Are where, why? But, I mean, I, I believe in him. You know, <laughs> that'd be kind of my response. But for, for that, I mean, center attacking mid is probably his worst role, and that's not saying a lot, saying that he's still good at it. But, you know, we tried putting Enzo there. It didn't work. Because he's a guy that loves to make that second run. He likes to run in behind. Look at the goal itself. I mean, Nico Brett is your striker here. And Enzo is just making the late run into the box to catch the defense in behind. And that's just how it works. And from there, if you don't have anybody to connect the play between your holding midfield, which have been Mikey Lopez, Anderson Asedu, and your attacking front line, which, you know, Tyler Pasher, uh, Juan Aguidelo, Enzo Martinez, uh, Prosper Kasim, Diba Nwigbo, um, those guys, if you don't have anybody connect that play, it just ends up being a lot of long balls. And how many matches, especially these uh, Pittsburgh Riverhounds uh, matches I can think of, the Detroit City match, it, when it stopped working and ended up becoming so many long balls and just hoping to catch the defense out, the difference in this match, at the end of this match, I mean, Legion had, uh, I almost called him Inter-Miami, uh, Indy 11 on the ropes. We all knew that. We all knew that they were on the ropes, and everybody knew this goal was coming. And why did we feel that way? It's because the play felt fluid. It felt connected. And... This is why I said soccer sucks sometimes. Do I think that sometimes the best team on the pitch, if you were to put out your best 11, would could you make an argument that, hey, Mikey Lopez deserves to be on the pitch for that best 11? Yeah, you can make a really good argument for that. I would listen to that argument, and I would understand that argument. But in all reality... I think the best version of this team has Matthew Corcoran on it. That's my opinion. But his set-piece ability takes some pressure off Pasher. It takes some pressure off of Enzo Martinez. His ability to... There was... Oh, there's a spider landing right beside me. That was... I saw the shadow. This, This doesn't matter to you, but... I saw the shadow just kind of coming down, and I thought it was a much bigger spider than it was. The light made it look massive. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, oh, man, I forgot. Oh, uh, that uh, that arachnid really just threw me for a loop. Um, but with what Matthew Corcoran provides, it allows Anderson Asedu to sit back a little deeper. It allows him to be that true ball winner. 
you know, with his ability to win the ball and for people to not be able to take the ball off his foot, if him to pass it to Matthew Corcoran, who'd be a little farther up the pitch, I think that is the recipe for success for this team. And, you know, we've kind of talked about in the past, you know, the transfer windows here, people are making deals. That's what we're doing right now. If Legion wants to be successful, what do you do? I, I think that you need to bring in a center back of some kind, not saying replace Alex or Fanwell, but if one of them get hurt, I, I'm just going to say it, Ben Raveno is not ready to play center back. He's just not. And if we're having to rely on Ben and another center back, I, I'm not saying we're going to lose that match, but it's not going to feel as easy. Ben Raveno, if, he, if New England really want him to play center back, he needs another year or two to develop. He's not ready. So Legion need to bring in a center back. And I would have said bring in a central attacking midfielder. Bring in one of those cams. We need someone to connect the play. We need someone to connect the play. I think you can just put Matthew as playing the eight and say, hey, you're not going to be a proper central attacking midfielder. You're going to be a little deeper lying, but it's going to be essentially the same role of what he did on the game winner. What is he going to do? He's going to get up. He's going to receive the ball. He is going to pass it to a connector, right? And he is going to be the assist for the assist guy, which is what Bruno Lapa has made a living doing. This is one of those things, and I said it before, and I'll say it again. Losing Bruno was not necessarily about losing Bruno, the player. It was losing the role that he filled. And I think that Matthew Corcoran feel, uh, fills that role. Maybe a little bit more defensive, yes, but he still fills that general role. And I think for Legion, you have to let him get run. And if Mikey is really hurt, which would suck to see, I think that for the team moving forward, it's best if Matthew gets a lot of run. When we started this season so hot, he was in playing. Um, he had some stinkers, yeah, but he's 17. <laughs> and I don't want this to end up just being the the Matthew Corcoran show, right? Because, I mean, look, Enzo's goal was incredible. Seeing Nico Brett come back onto the pitch was incredible, right? Seeing Nico back on the pitch, it made me really excited, and I hope that his... I hope that his uh, hamstring hangs uh, holds up well. I hope that it is. I hope that he is just fully ready to go. But also, this team has so much, just so much talent on the attacking side. This isn't like previous Legion teams where if you said, "Hey, Nico's hurt," you're thinking, uh, "Who who's gonna who's gonna score goals? Who who is it?" This sounds really mean, but also this team has mostly done well without Nico. Not saying that they're better without him. I don't think that's true. But, you know, this is a team that has done better without, or not done better, sorry. They have played well without Nico Brett. Nico Brett can afford to take his time and get healthy. And look, if he ends up playing almost like that one Aguadelo role that we see from him right now, 
that is essentially saying, hey, we are going to just let you do your thing. We're going to let you hold up the play and play it off the end zone. I don't think that's a bad idea. Do I really want that from from Nico Brett? No, I want him bagging a lot of goals, personally. Um, selfishly, I want him to score all of the goals. <laughs> so, um, defensively, yes, I kind of mentioned this. I think the team played a lot better in this game. Yeah, the goal happened, but also I don't feel any way about that goal happening. I think it was just kind of poor luck. Yeah, you can say, well, the defense came through and they played us really well. Uh, look, if you listen to that pre-match preview I do with uh, John Morrissey, one thing we talked about is how quick Indy moves. I mean, Lowry Ball is kind of the the ticky-tacka version, USL version. It's so many quick passes, one-touch passes. That's kind of what Indy are. They are just one-touch pass central. That's just kind of their thing. And, yeah, they were going to cut open our defense at times. And that's not to say that we were bad defensively. I actually think we were quite good defensively. Um, I think that this is just a situation that I I, I just feel like uh, it, it was just unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, TLDR, unfortunate. They were going to get a chance. They were going to make chances. That's just what they do. They're still good attacking-wise. I mean, they have every name that you've ever known in the USL, and they're going to be able to do it. Sebastian Guinzotti, good at soccer. Um, So, yeah. Also, I mean, I think one thing that I have kind of talked about, and and I want to discuss this, is that Tyler Pasher, really good, right? Sometimes I feel like he gets him. He doesn't let go of the pass. He wants to get that dribble done, and he just doesn't release the pass soon enough. Um, and that's not me saying that he's bad or anything like that. But you know, if I was being hypercritical of this match, there were several times that that uh, Tyler had a, a pass option to him, or he just you know, just didn't take it or he wanted to complete the dribble and then go on. And obviously it's hard to just stop a dribble in the middle of a dribble. That's not how that works. But while sometimes it looks like he is playing chess and he is just so far ahead of everybody else, it, you know, it's just one of those things that sometimes it felt like he read the situation just a half second late and it put us on the back foot. Um, Granted, we said the same thing about Juan last year. We said the same thing about, you know, other guys on the team. I mean, Marlon Santos did a lot last year, too. This isn't me saying that we can't be successful with that kind of play. I just think that you can't... I I just kind of wish it was a little bit faster, I suppose. Um, Final thing, it was really nice to see Legion wearing black and gold at home. And... The red that was on the pitch was the opposing team. I I really enjoyed seeing that. I really enjoy seeing Legion wear black and gold. So keep doing that. Please keep wearing black and gold. <laughs> um. So uh, final thing, and I know I just said final thing. The next match, and I'm not sure 
what the pre-match preview is going to be. I am currently on, uh, not currently, but I'm about to be on the road for Atlanta to go see Catherine's father for Father's Day because, hey, happy Father's Day, for real, for real. Um, and I haven't had that situation of like, ugh, the in-laws. I mean, I actually think the in-laws are quite nice. <laughs> but um, this... Uh, this match is going to be loud in which that's going to be an interesting match to talk about. And also, uh, Legion WFC are playing that day as well. So make sure you're out there. Go check them out. Um, it's going to be like a 3.30 match, and I get on a Wednesday. You you probably have work. You, you're probably one of those people that, uh, that do work in order to survive, um, which I do think is fair. Um, please provide food for yourself and your family. <laughs> um but yeah um if you can't make it fair fair enough um but the live stream's available check it out um uh, really excited about this one and uh yeah that's been enough ranting and rambling from me i need to get packed to go to atlanta so thank you all so much until next time guys keep hammering on